As we welcome Scotty Sharp from Monday, Guarding Talk back. Here we go, Scotty. The training wheels are off. Oh, well, for me or you? Oh, well, we're sort of bumping along the road here, all's well. You make out like that the program's falling apart. No, no, not, not yet. We've only just fallen across the start line. So. <laughs> All right. But a big hour in the garden is what we're looking to spend and some big hot gardening topics on the wall today. It is hot out there. Oh, look, I thought we'd talk about mosquitoes because they're really bad out there as well. There's one. What plants can you put in the garden to try and get rid of mosquitoes? Oh, that, yeah. That'll be very timely yeah, at the we'll moment. Have a chat about that. Uh, Mandeville's a really nice climbing plant. And what to do with your citrus at the moment? Scotty, I thought you had all the information and advice on tap in your brain. It, it is. It's just merely a communication uh, method to the outside world. Okay, the outside world being uh, Google how to help with the garden or something. No, I'd when? never do that, mate. No, never, never, never do that. Do that Alrighty, good afternoon. Philippa from Bulladelli. you got a question for Scotty Sharp this afternoon about carrots. Yes, I have. Um, Scott... Yes. The, the carrot's got heaps and heaps of seed heads on it. I would like to collect the seeds. What do I do? Do I pick them and then put them in the sun? Or do I leave them on the plant and put a paper bag under them? Yes, look, you, you can do it both ways. Uh, look, I like the paper bag method, especially with carrot seeds, because they're actually really very, very small and um, difficult, yeah. difficult to gather up. So, uh, look, you can cut them off if you want to and put them into a, a, a paper bag into a warm spot, or you can just put some paper around the carrot. Um, but, yeah, definitely use the paper bag method. Don't uh, think that you're going to be able to find them because they'll just scatter to the, uh, the four winds of the earth, uh, especially days like we had yesterday with the, the uh, heavy wind. The winds, yeah, I realise that. Um, there's so many, many seed heads on one plant. Yeah, that, that's the look, and that's really good. And they they are a very easy plant to to grow. Uh, the main thing with carrots, and I only knew found out this a couple of years ago, is they don't really like rocky soil. They like really nice sandy sort of soil where the carrot root can actually go down nice and easily. Otherwise, it hits a rock or something, and it goes, "Oh, I can't grow there." And then it gets all sort of curly and knobbly. It and just doesn't work. It doesn't work. It gets all misshapen. So yeah, a nice uh, you know sandy sort of area that the uh, the carrot can go straight down into. Oh, oh, we can't have what you said any misshapen carrots. No, we can't have misshapen that's, carrots. It's not no. a word, no, no. Scotty. And you're studying law. You're supposed to be a smart person. <laughs> Never mind. Well, we're heading uh, to Garden Suburb. That's a very appropriate place for our gardening talkback program. It's the perfect place to go. It is. Margaret, like <laughs> Margaret, you're at Garden Suburb this afternoon. You've got some weeds growing. Yes. Um, I rang you a few weeks ago, Scott, about um, the beetles in my lawn. Yes. How, how'd you go with those? Oh, <laughs> Well, where the lawns have been left, I've got really good lawn back again now. I, I did the um, sea salt trick and, and all the rest of it. But I've got this horrible weed in the, well, a couple of weeds now that have come up. And one's like a really flat thing and it's bright green and it gets like a little white, tiny little white flower on it. And I've tried everything to get rid of it. I've ended up with blisters on my hands digging it out. And in sheer desperation, I poured vinegar. Yes, yeah. On it. Will that harm the lawn in any way? Uh, look, vin vinegar will burn, uh, you know, the lawn if you're doing that. Uh, there are other sort of safer. Uh, chemicals you can get. There's, right. there's these new sort of um, 
chemicals out there that you can actually spray. You have to do it very, very carefully, and it will just burn that uh, leaf away. I mean, you could even get a paintbrush if you wanted to and just go you know, sort of and dab over the leaves of that, uh, yes. and, and that would actually just burn that weed away. Uh, look, the other thing as well is you don't want the flowers to be coming out because soon after flowers come out, you start to get seeds as well, and that means... They the, get, they get yeah. like a little bendy on them. Oh, that doesn't sound very good at all. Now, those, seed, no. those seeds are going to spread around really easily, so... You know, even if you can go out and just pull those those flower heads off to try and stop the the weed from actually going to seed, that will minimise it in your lawn quite a lot. Go and get one of those sort of newfangled um, chemicals that you can get. It's not zero. Uh, there, there's a variety of different uh, names that they've got, but essentially you just put them on and they actually burn the the weed away very very quickly. And it's a great time to do it at the moment with the full sun. Okay, then I'll give it a try. Yeah, but look, just again, again, anything actually touch with it, it is going to burn, so you just have to be careful about the way you're applying it. And, uh, Scotty, the use of vinegar as well it has so many applications, even in the garden, doesn't it? Well, isn't it a, a cleaner in the house as well? Mm. Can't use it for cleaning as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whoever thought that off-wine would, <laughs> would be so versatile? See, grapes, again. Grapes, it's yeah. It's just amazing. Another great thing to grow. Scotty, you, you made a point of admonishing me while the music was on there, I mentioned that you've been studying law. You have, in fact, completed your law degree, so you're yeah. a fully functioning lawyer now. I am, but we weren't going to talk about that, remember? Well, yeah, it's too late. It's done now. It's done now. <laughs> We're going to talk about your lawn later on as well in that case. Oh, fair enough. We'll, go, we'll just go tit for tat here this afternoon. We'll see what we can do. Now, uh, Kevin from Rayworth, you've got a question for Scotty about a patchy lawn. G'day, Kevin. How can we help you, mate? Matey, long story. I started with Army Grub late, late last year. I sprayed it. Then we had the summer, and I just I got a massive lawn. Refused to water it, um, and I kept it about forty mil high all the time. It's very patchy after the rain. It's all coming on. Should I rip the dead stuff out or leave it? Because it's about oh, I don't know, it'd be about twenty mil high now. So, yeah, look, I'd actually probably leave it there because quite often with lawn, the root system is still, you know, trying to struggle away in there and it's ready to come back. So all you're going to really need is, uh, you know, just a few good days rain and I reckon the whole thing will green up for you. That said, we need it soon while it's still warm. You know, once it starts to cool off and we get into May... Uh, you know, and you get rain then. You don't get the growth on the lawn that you need, so we really That's do need idea. some, yeah, some rain in the next three, uh, you know, or four weeks just to try and get the growth coming on. But the other thing you can do, and uh, we had um, uh, Margaret as well uh, talking about it, that if you can get some sea sole and just apply it to the patches that are actually bare, you'll find that that will actually promote the root growth of it and really try and kick it along as well. How big's your lawn, mate? Is it really large? Uh, it takes me about uh, an hour and a half to mow it, plus the council pit that I mow is all out the back. And an, yeah. an hour and a half to mow? That is crazy, yeah. Kevin. No, it's not. I love lawn. <laughs> now, Mark, how big's your lawn? Oh, uh, like nine-tenths short of that. Nine you could actually Very go little. with some nail clippers and do yours. It takes about li less than ten minutes. It takes longer to get the mower out and pack it away and clean it <laughs> than it does to mow the lawn. <laughs> Kevin, so, it sounds like you might have a ride on out there as well. No, no, okay. no. Push. Um, so just normal dilution of sea salt. I've got a 
big sink container of it here, so just yeah. give it one hit. Just just do that. The other way you can do is you can go and get uh, sea salt in a hose on as well, which is a very easy way to apply it. But uh, right. look, if you've already got a tub of it there, just use it in the watering can and go and you know do those areas that are a bit bare. And uh, you know, fingers crossed, mate, that we get uh, three or four days of good rain because uh, you know anything else we had, uh, you know, that rain we had a few weeks ago, it's certainly mm. gone away after yesterday. I think I'm still floored by that hour and a half to mow the lawn, Scotty. That's incredible. That's a long, long time, isn't it? But uh, I bet Kevin's a very fit man out there. Oh, he probably is. But a man who loves his lawn, that's for sure. Good afternoon. Cole from Salt Ash. You've got some citrus tree questions for Scotty today. How can we help you with it, Cole? Uh, Scott, uh, round up underneath my uh, Washington navel and all all the leaves drop off. Mm Mm-hmm. It doesn't affect doesn't affect the lemon, the the mandarin or the lime, but every time I spray the weeds around underneath the the Washington navel, it, uh, it, the leaves drop off. Yeah, look, that, that, that's probably going to happen. You know, with the Roundup, look, it is only supposed to be uh, absorbed in through the leaf structure of plants. But, uh, you know, over time, studies have, have found out that, uh, you know, if you start spraying around the uh, base of the tree doing the weeds, it actually can be abs- uh, built up in the soil and get absorbed in through the root system. Now, to its peril, it's actually brought down quite a few big trees. I remember there was a park over in Adamstown. They had some very big hills figs over there. And council had been spraying over you know around those trees for some time you know many many years and those mm-hmm. trees started to defoliate and uh, they had to cut them down in the end so sounds like the same thing's happening with your citrus but look All right. yeah the important thing though is to keep the weeds and the grass away from your citrus mate what i would mm-hmm. do i would actually go and get some sugarcane mulch and uh, really heavily yeah. mulch around it. Don't let it uh, pile up against the, uh, you know, the, the trunk the of the trunk. Foot. Yeah, nah. because you can get cholera out that way. So I think yep. that's the best way to try and do it. A really heavy mulch. Uh, ah. uh, yeah, just, you know, really pile it on thick. Yeah. Uh, if you need to, you know, you can move that away and put your chook manure and stuff in there as well to feed it up. But uh, yeah, mate, yep. I'd cease, uh, you know, spraying the roundup around your citrus trees. Well, some great advice there, Scotty. We're covering all facets of the garden this week. That's good. We, we like doing that. And we'll come back shortly with more of your calls for Scotty Sharp on 49216216. And, Scotty, we will get to talk about some of the ways to try and keep the mozzies away in the garden. They're horrendous at the moment. Oh, great for barbecue season and outdoor dining. Put the right plants there, keep the mozzies away. Oh, they're in my bedroom at night. It's not good. Now, Kelly from your New Lambton, you are looking for a mower maintenance man, and you think Scotty might be the man to help. Hey, Kelly, how can we help? Yeah. Oh, hi. Um, I don't know if I'm in a good reception area, unfortunately. No, 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 no perfect. Absolutely perfect. Uh, great. Um, look, just wondering, I'm having some issues with my father. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I mow the lawn, he always says, have you hosed the mower down because the grass will ruin your mower? And now I'm thinking water and metal isn't much better. So I'm just wondering, I know it's not really kind of gardening, but I'm no. wondering if you have any advice about mower maintenance. No, no, we're absolutely happy to give it a crack for you. Uh, so, look, firstly, though, I mean, how can your father be complaining when you're out there mowing the lawn for him? I mean, <laughs> Well, he's in his late 80s. You know, he's done a fair bit of it throughout his oh, life. No, so. no excuse, no excuse. You know, he's, he's still, he still shouldn't be having a, a whinge about it, though. But, look, uh, I, I guess the only thing I would say is that... Uh, 
you know, if you, you can turn the mower over and give it a hose off in underneath because what happens is the grass clippings do start to cake in uh, underneath there. And uh, you can get seed, uh, you know, if you've been mowing up weeds, uh, you know, the seed yep. heads can sit in there. And next time you mow, all of a sudden, you know, they're scattered back out over your lawn all over again. So, look, sure. you can certainly go and do that. Uh, just it, it'll dry off, you know, quite quickly. That's not really a worry because, in fact, it might even be better doing that because if you were uh, leaving the, uh, you know, the wet grass clippings or moist grass clippings in underneath, mm. they'll stay wet for a lot longer than if you hose them out and just let it dry naturally. Uh, look, sure, okay, great. Now, the, the only um, caveat I'd put onto all of this is to, um, you know, make sure that you've got the mower turned off. Um, don't go putting it... <laughs> As, sil- as silly as that sounds. Instant sprinkler. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm trying to pitch this. I'm trying to pitch this for Mark here because he's looking at me quite quite quizzically. But you know, make sure the mower's turned off. Okay. Don't go put your fingers in there. Kelly, do you love how he's just made me out to be the stupid one out of the three of us? Well, all you need to do is rinse your nail scissors under the tap. You're fine. <laughs> Come on. That's not very nice. Yeah, so look, I think that's that's really important. Make sure that you know, obviously, that uh, even pull a spark plug thing out because you don't want it kicking over when those um, you know, little thing, little pinkies in there or something. Yeah, like that. sure. Yeah, I yeah. always wait for the um, the mower to cool down as well because I'm yeah. thinking cold water on hot metal probably not a good idea either. Yeah, yeah. look, that that'd only be on the exhaust. So uh, yeah, look, go inside, um, get your dad to make you a cup of tea or something after you've done all that hard work. <laughs> And, uh, you know, let, let him show some gratitude at least and then go back out and uh, just, you know, use, uh, you know, obviously those safety precautions and, and then give uh, it a, a and I've got, off. I've got to say, Kelly, um, since you had a shot at me a moment ago, I was going to send Scotty Sharp out in his best hot tradie uniform, but I'm not going to not going to happen now. You, you oh, I think you might it. give my dad a heart attack if you do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good value. I hope Scotty was able to help out for you. Doug from Tumbiumbi. Now, how are we going to help you out, Doug? You've got looking for advice on a plant, but you can't recall the name of the plant. We're exactly, mate. exactly. Hello, Scott. Mate, we're behind the eight ball here straight away, aren't we? Uh, yeah, look, um, well, look, all I can tell you is it's a very big leafy, like um, when you say leaf, but it, it looks like a top of a pineapple, like you know, the top of a pineapple yeah, shoots yeah. its top, top top stem out. Yeah. This, this is a, a, a um, this is a, they grow very big, and they, and all along the garden they produce pups, what they call pups. Yes, yes. Uh, I don't know the name of it, but all I wanted to do know is what's happening. The stem is getting so long, it's protruding over out of the garden onto my courtyard. Like it's on a lean because it's so heavy at the top. Okay, mate. Now, look, I'll ask a couple of questions now. Are they really spiky, these plants you're talking about? No, no. Okay, okay. Now, that, that, well, that was all I had. I'm sorry, mate. It's a real big green leaf, a real huge big green leaf. Okay, look, there now there are, um, look, pineapples actually are bromeliads, so it could be a bromeliad, but bromeliads tend to stay low to the ground, so what you're describing is not going to be that. I was hoping it might be a yucca uh, of, of some sort because they get, a, you know, a woody trunk and they can lean and, uh, you know, start to get quite well, large. Yeah, well, this trunk is, is now, I reckon, oh, uh, at least nearly two foot long, right. and, and it's, it, it, the trunk, the stem, the trunk itself, uh, looks like a fern tree. You know, like a, you know, what fern tree, a fern tree is. Yeah. Of course, you would. I mean, with with, with that stem, how the, the the bark sort of is mottly and dark. 
Right, okay. Uh, so, look, I, I can't... Unfortunately, I'm going to have to be frank here. I can't picture what you're talking about. I was thinking you might have been yeah. a yucca of some sort. Um, mate, have you got any uh, access that you can actually... Oh, my son said what happens in the end, they do shoot a flower out the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... out, out of the whole thing, the, the flower comes down and they die off. Okay. Now, look, you could you could actually send us an email if you wanted to. Uh, you could get your son or yourself to take a photo on your phone. And yeah. uh, Mark now is going to give us our email address here. Oh, yeah? It's gardening at, what's the word, 2NURFM.com.au. Oh. Okay. Okay. Right, 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 Scott. And it's just that um, I've got quite a few of them in the garden. People have put them. People, I, I was watching a garden show uh, quite some time back. And the guy said you can cut the stem and replant them. Well, look, mate, if, if it is a yucca or an agave, that's certainly the case. Uh, you can cut those and replant them. And from where the stem has been cut, you'll actually get new shoots coming up from there as well. Well, you're right. That's what I meant from the base itself. Like the, the, the part you cut off the top where all the big green leaves are on, you can plant that. Yeah. And then I'll get new shoots off the the the, uh, the stem is still in the ground. Yeah, you certainly will. If that, if that's it's a yucca and agave, you certainly will be able to do that. I've heard the name. I think I think what you're saying is right. As they're, they're very monstrous big leaves, like they're oh, you know, they could be um, a foot and a half long. And but there's heaps of them. You know, like it's just like a as I said, looking at the top of a pineapple. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah. Look, uh, mate, if you, if you feel confident giving it a cut, um, yeah, do so, and you should be able to get some uh, new plants out of it. And look, if you would like to take the photo and uh, send it via email, we'll make sure we get that to Scotty uh, Sharp at contact at 2NURFM.com. How about that, Scotty? Beautiful. You're on, you're on, your, you're on your A game today, oh, mate. We're, we're all over it now. More calls coming in. Bev at Toronto, you've got a question for Scotty this afternoon about mango trees, orange trees, and orchids. Oh, how can we help you with them, Bev? They sound all pretty good. Yes, well, we've cut the uh, mango tree back and we didn't know just exactly where but we thought up above the main limb where it branches out like there's a fork with three little limbs coming out and we, I thought of above those three little limbs but that was that right yeah look that that sounds about right you can go pretty hard with a mango tree uh you know they'll sort of lose their shape you know a little bit in the next year but after that they they regain their shape again uh but look yeah you've done it at the right time so hopefully next year uh, you should be able to uh uh, get some nice mangoes back off it. When you pruned it, did you like the smell of the timber? It smells like mango, doesn't it? Yeah, well, uh, um, the gardener's out uh. there doing it now, actually. But, uh, yeah, the orange tree, um, it's massive. It had oh, hundreds and hundreds of little ones. They all were dropping off, but yeah. there's some... Uh, they've got orange. They've gone orange now, but they've just been dropping off. Uh, they're very sour with that. That tree have always had beautiful, juicy, mm. rich, orangey-coloured flesh inside. So I'm just wondering, is there a reason? Is it just the heat or yeah. lack of water? It's, it's the lack of water that we've had this whole season. Uh, you know, that, that's we're hearing a lot of people coming in, uh, ringing up uh, to the show as well, saying that, you know, they're, they're having problems with their citrus this year and, and, look, other fruiting plants as well. And, and that's why you're getting mm. that sour taste. It's just not the moisture there for the... Uh, you know, for the plant to be able to suck up from the soil and, and put into the juice and make your nice orange juice for you. I think we just need a lot more rain, Scotty. That's the end the end game of this, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, we just need we need uh, you know some 
uh, you know, three or four days rain, then another break, three or four days rain. We just need some steady rain now for a few days just to, you know, get us ready for I'll tell week. you what, we'll see what we can muster up when we do the weather in the next few minutes, okay? I'm sure you'll work out something. We'll do what we can do now. A little bit more food in the garden. Uh, looking at chilies this time, Alex, Alan from Gilliston Heights. You're on the air with Scotty Sharp. Hey, Alan, how can we help you, mate? G'day, Scotty. G'day, Mark, and g'day, viewers. Um, Scotty, I have a chilli plant which I planted when I moved here about four years ago, yep. uh, one bushel, and it's still it's thriving, it's thriving, it's thriving, but it's getting less flavour, mm-hmm. less heat and so forth, and what I'm looking at doing is to try and um, get some chilies, get some seeds off that bushel and start another one or two or three, so if three take... Like gay, but how do I do it? Yeah, look, I reckon that's a good idea because I mean you've been you've done very very well to keep your chili growing, uh, you know, that long as well because they often don't like winters. Uh, and but uh, over a period of time, they you know start to give up the ghost. I guess is you know probably the the best way to describe it. And uh, that, you know, that's correct. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's what's happening with yours. Uh, so you need to try and uh, you know get some of those chilies uh, off. You know, pick pick some off now. You can slice them open if you want to, and then just leave them open to dry. You usually put them into a, a paper bag, and uh, that's uh, the best way. You know, like a brown paper bag, and then you can uh, easily uh, gather those chilies up. You know, rather than trying to do them. Uh, you know, on the on the branch, on the tree, or anything like that, on the tree. Understood. Um, and when's the best time to plant those seeds? And and how do I keep the seeds? Do I put them in the fridge, freezer, no. or just keep them in a dry, cold? Yeah, again, in a nice, a nice dry spot uh, in a in a paper bag. Uh, I always think that's the best place to keep them. Uh, you know, in the garage or somewhere, just just where it's nice and dry. Uh, now you're going to plant those probably in August. Uh, you know, late August, and that's you should see them start to shoot up in about three to four weeks after that. I'll tell you what, a paper bag's been the most popular garden implement this afternoon. Well, it I've certainly noticed. has been. I mean, remember when you used to take your lunch to school in a paper bag? That was like this morning. Oh, you still yeah. do that. Still do, you, do that from yeah, time to time, yeah. Because it keeps it nice and fresh and lets it breathe as well, I'm sure. Oh, well, that's just what it's all about. Breathing is good. Let's have some more calls. Leslie from Ellamore Vale, you've got some silvery leaves on your lemon tree today. Doesn't sound good, Leslie. How can we help you? Um, no, it's, um, I've got there's lemons on the lemon tree, but the new leaves are coming through. And they're, they're silver and curly. Mm. Yeah, look, I think what you've got there, just by uh, you know that quick description, is citrus leaf miner. It's uh, really prevalent at the moment, and it only attacks the new growth of the plants. So what you need to do is when you see that new growth coming out, you need to start spraying with a product called Eco Oil. And it sort of puts a funny, uh, oily, um, smelly coating over the new leaves of the plant and stops the moth coming in and laying its eggs. Because when those eggs then hatch out, the little citrus leaf miner, it's like a little weevil, gets into between the membrane of the soft leaf and uh, buries away, eats away, and then it wrecks up the leaf for you. Just totally destroys the structure of the leaf. So you need to start doing that when you see the new growth come out. Once it hardens up and it goes a nice dark green, you don't have to worry about it. Uh, but, okay. but certainly at the moment, you should be getting some new growth on your citrus. Uh, so you need to use that eco oil. Uh, you can probably use it once a week at the moment just to try and keep it under control. And some advice now for Rod at Spears Point in relation to foxgloves. How can we help you, Rod? How you going, mate? Yeah, um, pretty good. Scott, uh, you know, I just planted some foxgloves uh, flowers in my garden out the back, and I was talking to a person this morning who said they're very poisonous towards pets. Is that right? Oh, I haven't heard about foxgloves being poisonous towards pets. Uh, but look, you know, I looked it up on the internet, and they said they're, if they, they're eaten, they're, they 
irritate their heart rate and all that. So did it say much about you? Because often with these with plants, it's about how much is actually uh, ingested. I remember yeah. we had actually we had a lady last week ring up about clivias, um, saying you know they're very very poisonous. But again, you know you had to eat a lot. I looked it up and did some research about it. You actually had to eat uh, a lot of you know the clivia plant to make the animal or make the child sick. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah so, yeah, I just uh, I've got a little young pup, and um, we can hear we can hear your young pup in the background. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he likes. He, I think he's half panda. He likes bamboo. Yeah, well, well, now 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 you've sort of pointed to a couple of problems straight away that you know he, he likes having a bit of a chomp on plants, and he's only young, so he probably is going to have a chomp on plants. So, um, you know, foxgloves. If you've looked it up, and they're saying that they are. Uh, you know, slightly toxic. It might be, you know, worth keeping the dog away from them or just, you know, skipping them until he matures a little bit. Off and everything, so he can't get into it. But, yeah, um, yeah I, I just didn't know. I, uh, you think they'd have a label in the, in the uh, nurseries that they're not pet-friendly and that type of thing, you yeah, know? Yeah, but, but, but in truth, you know, most plants, if, you know, you ingest quite a lot of them, uh, you know, they can make you sick. So, it, but again, it is. It's just how much you decide to, um, you know, try and swallow um, usually they've got a bit of taste, you know, most plants. So, you know, if a child or an animal goes to eat them, they go, oh, this isn't a good idea. The warning signals are there for that them. That might be, might be in the plant's favour. I think I just fed you some deaf and bark here or something. Then, I think mate. you did. I think, yeah, you're going down. Yeah, I know. That's all right. We'll get the voice back. It's all right. <laughs> the mozzies are here and we're thinking, what can we do to get rid of them? Is there something, some help in the garden that might help us? You know what? I've actually made a holster. Yeah, I'm like a gunslinger now. I'm like Clint Eastwood walking around my house. Okay. Uh, it, it, it's just not good. I even went into the shower this morning and they were in there attacking me. I didn't have my holster on at the time. But uh, yeah, that's what you have to do. You just have to quick draw and, and have a bit of a, yep. sp- a spray at them. That's when they're inside the house. But if you're out in the garden... There are some things we can do. There is some help. There is some help out there. Hold on. Help uh, is you, on you the way. A six-shooter out in the garden. Catnip. Catnip. So if you've got a cat, you can keep the cats happy and the smell of it will actually keep mozzies away as well. Okay, so that's yeah. a good one. So there's, there's a good one. This is a bit of a larger one, um, lemon eucalyptus, Corumbia citradora. It's quite a large plant, though, so probably not something if you've only got a small courtyard like yours, mate. Okay, fair call. Yeah, but the, call. again, the smell of this. Now, see the, sort of the uh, see the citrusy sort of theme we're getting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so they don't like that citrus, do they? They certainly don't. So, of course, there's lemongrass as well. That's a more re- citrus. Yeah, but that's of. a really good one because it's a very tough plant. You can have it in pots around your, uh, you know, your barbecue area. Um, sort of looks attractive. You can cut it back as well. You can use it in your Thai cooking if you need to as well. And it forms a really nice dense clump. So yeah, all you always have to do is sort of go and wave through it and uh, try and keep the that'll keep the mosses away when it releases that citrusy smell. Uh, if you've got a nice full sun position, lavender. So you, it will do very well at keeping. Uh, so we need the sun for that? You need full sun for lavender, okay. but that will keep the mozzies away. You're again, just going sort of, French is probably the best. It's the most fragrant. And if you like herbs, basil will do the same trick. So a bit of everything. Just sort of flavour the garden up with a bit yeah. of citrus yeah. uh, and a bit of lavender and a bit of basil, a bit of yeah. everything. And rosemary as well. So if you need a hedge of some sort, you can actually have a rosemary hedge around your, you know, your barbecue area or uh, you know, in the backyard. You can sort of, when you've got people coming over, you can just go wade through it mm-hmm. and uh, release that scent and hopefully keep the mozzies away. That all sounds very lovely, Scott. It does because they're certainly out there at the moment. They really, really are. So it's a great advice there uh, if you need a little bit of help getting rid of the mozzies and at the moment we all do. Heading to Wanji Wanji, Christine, you've got a question for Scotty this afternoon about the lily pilly. How can we help you, Christine? Yeah, hi, Scott. Um, Scott, I purchased a, a couple of um, brush cherry lily pillies and I've put them in two pots on my veranda and they're very healthy and growing nicely yeah. and covered in nice little red berries. 
But the wind the other day actually snapped one in half. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, so, so I've um, cut it off with the secretaires. Is there any way I can save the half that's broken off? Like if I trim it back and... and and sort of and whack it into the soil. Look, it depends, yeah, it depends yeah. how big it is. Uh, look, probably not. When you're taking cuttings from plants, you're taking them up towards the top of the plant and only a very small amount. So you find right. if you've got a large piece of plant that's broken off, you know, about the only ones that do it are frangipanis, but if you've got a large piece of plant that's broken off, you just haven't got the ability to, you know, suck moisture and nutrient up through because there's no root system to try and support that what's there. Right. I'll put it in a bucket of water, you know, for the time being, just yeah. hoping that um, I could do something with it. It's about two foot two foot tall yeah, yeah. Look, I, 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 I'd discard it now I wouldn't be in the green okay. waste bin with it I'd use the bucket of water and give the ones that are there and still with you I'd give them a nice water and try and get that one growing a bit quicker alright then thanks very much okay. Scott sorry I couldn't okay. help you out with it cheers no that's okay bye bye okay, thanks bye bye alright well, we do what we can here we've, we've kind of covered a lot this afternoon Scotty we've gone from mowers to mozzies to the lawn the lawn um, and oh was it was it Brian that had the the massive lawn yeah that's like right an yeah. hour and a half to do and we had Kelly uh, whose uh, um, father mm. was getting cranky with her <laughs> and she so. was and she was mowing the lawn oh, so no. who knows so we'll, we'll stop there Scotty thanks for a great program this week we survived we'll be back uh, next week uh, for another hour of gardening talkback on 2NURFM we promised the weather we promised that we'd see if we could get a bit of rain for you Scotty we've got some When's it coming, though? Oh, like tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow. No, tomorrow. Okay. Uh, showers uh, across the Hunter for tomorrow, right through and at this stage until the end of the week. So that'll be good. We wanted the rain. It's back. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.